Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. Turn with me to Philippians 1. I don't know if Jason figured that part out or not. We shall see. Um, Philippians chapter 1, starting with verse 3. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Lord, this is your word today. And may it be alive and active in this room, changing us because of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. So back in October, I had the um, time to go to Pastors Forum out at SNU. And there was a particular message. All of them were really good. But there was a particular message from Selena Freeman. She is a pastor in one of our churches in Missouri called The Well. And uh, her message has just lived rent-free in my mind ever since then. I mean, Pastors Forum was so good. I told you all a little bit when I came back. Um, most of the messages, it was all about hope. It was about um, hope for the church, hope for us pastors. And her message in particular was about holding on, letting go, and moving forward. Now, I don't know about you guys, but for me, this time of year is all about me doing the deepest clean our house ever sees, like... Thus, finding snakes in my house. Yes, yes, if you was at the Christmas party, I told the story of, of having a snake in my house the other day. I'm not sure where it came from. Maybe the tree, maybe my front door. I don't know, but it was not pretty. It was not pretty at all. But we do, you know, the deepest clean and, and catching up on cleaning around our house. And I don't know, did anybody used to watch that show called Clean Sweep on, was it on HGTV or something? They would go in, they're going to remodel the whole room, so they took everything out of that room, and he would have these tarps laid out in the front yard, and he would give them three options for everything. You kept something, you donated it, or you trashed it. But then the, the real stickler was the keep tarp was always super little, right? And I, man, that show used to stress me out so bad. Like I thought, if anybody ever did that for me, I don't know, oh, I don't know how I would do with that, right? Um, but Paul, when I was reading this message, I think that this holding on and letting go and moving forward, it really resonates with this time of year. I really think as, as we are trying to switch from 2021 to 2022, I think it resonates. And Paul was writing, remember, to the Philippians while he was in Rome under house arrest. That's always important to hold on to when you're reading some of Paul's writings to understand he was not in the best of circumstances when he's writing these things to the churches. But he was making the decision to hold on to the good. I mean, when you read through Philippians, it's one of the most upbeat, hopeful readings 
that you read. Like one of our favorite verses come out of Philippians, right? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, says the man imprisoned in his home, right? We have to remember the context. So Paul was making this decision early in writing this letter to hold on to the good in the midst of the hard. Because he said, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Paul is always good about starting with that positive thing. Church, his life, his circumstances were not to be desired. I'm not sure I'm strong enough to walk a path like Paul walked, to undergo the many trials and tribulations he did for preaching the gospel. Yet he always wanted to hold on to the good. That's what got him through. That's what got him through everything that Paul endured, was holding on to the good things, the things that he knew for certain. How do we do that? How do we apply this to our life? Because let's be honest, 2021 for a lot was really hard. Like we stood here last year looking into this 2021 with so much hope, remember? We were coming out with vaccines. There was all this good talk about what it would do for the, the virus and, and everything looked so positive. And then somewhere Delta happened and things just changed and, and the economy began to tank and things began to get hard and, and a lot of people lost loved ones. 2021 has not been the easiest thing. And, and so how do we hold on to the good? What good is there left? You know, another letter Paul wrote to the Ephesians in chapter 2 of that letter, he said, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Paul understood what the important things were. He understood in this world there will be loss and there will be brokenness. Like that's a promise. Like it just, that's the facts of life. Being a Christian does not get us out of how life happens. In fact, so much so when I turned over uh, looking to read in Ephesians chapter 2, do you know what I found in my Bible? A funeral service that i done this year is still stuck in here on sticky notes. What a reminder of what 2021 has been like for us. But what Paul is telling us no matter how hard life is, it cannot steal the good things of God out of our life. It cannot steal your salvation away. It cannot steal your sanctification that he is working in you still. Those are the good things, church, that we can always cling to, that this world cannot take from us. Doesn't mean life won't be hard. When Paul was writing to the Philippians about finding contentment, that's the, that's the whole purpose of Philippians, is that even though life is hard, even though he's sitting in his house arrest, he found contentment in life. 
And that's possible for you and I. How? Deciding to hold on to the good. It doesn't lessen heartache. It doesn't lessen grief when we go through grief. You know, there comes a point with grief that, yes, we still hurt, we miss, and and holidays really magnify that for us. But we decide to hold on to the memories and the good. And we be thankful for the time we had with our loved ones. And that's hard to do, but it reminds us of why we keep going. See, that's the deal. Paul said, even though I'm in this hard spot, he was already given thanks. Man, you guys, Philippians, you've, you've been a part of the, the gospel spreading with me. You, you have worked with me right there. And he was so sure that God is not finished with you. Church, God is not finished with you. And I know some of the stories that I'm looking at that seem impossible. I know some of the stories that I'm looking at filled with grief. But God is not finished with you. And he's asking you today to to hold on to the good. You know, Selena just reminded us that uh, we felt like in 2020. And, and here's the funny thing. As I was going through this message, it's almost hard for me to separate 2020 from 2021. Am I the only one that feels like it just sort of blurs together, right? Because it's all one moment in time for us right now. And sometimes it's hard. We, we can easily list things we've lost these last couple of years. So it might take a little more effort to say, but this is the good that I still have. And I'll be honest with you. I've walked through things, not even in the past couple of years, but I have walked through moments where my salvation felt like the only good thing I was holding on to. Like there was nothing else it felt like around me that I could find that silver lining for. But you can do it. And Paul says, holding on to that, it reminds us of why we keep going. You see, Paul did not keep fighting the good fight for himself. He was fighting for the message of Jesus Christ. He knew he was called to share the message of Christ. Church, you and I are called to share the message of Christ. We have family around us that need to watch us persevere. We have friends around us that you're the first face of Jesus they're going to see. You have people you're going to encounter that you don't even know yet. The other thing that Selena talked about was letting go. Yes, this time of e- this time of year, it always urges me to deep clean. So like when you find a snake in your house, you're like, I told Alex, I said, if somebody put a dumpster at my front door, everything's going out. Like, I need to see from corner to corner to corner to corner. But let me tell you, at the Jenkins thing, nobody wanted to use my bathroom because nobody wanted to go through my bedroom, which is where the snake was, by the way. <laughs> Even though I told him it was gone. But here's my problem when, when we start this whole cleaning process. And maybe some of you can relate to this. My problem is I want to hold on to everything. Okay, so like the first thing is I hold on to things because they have emotional memories attached to them, right? So I hold on to every drawing my kids ever drew, right? 
I hold on to everything that has my mother's handwriting on it. Like I'm, I'm stressing, I'm, I'm trying to release some of her Tupperware pieces that I have because my parents were smokers. And even after how many years, uh, seven years now since daddy's been gone, these things still are retaining that smoke smell, you know, and I can't get it out. Like I've tried everything. Don't, don't come at me with your cleaning products because I promise I've probably tried it, you know. And um, and I, I put a couple in PCDC the other day, no big deal. Well, I've got one. I think it may still be sitting in my car because I'm yet to completely release it. And the reason is my mama wrote her initials on the lid. And just seeing that initial. Anybody else? Am I the only nut job in here? Like everything has a memory, right? So I hold on to things that have memories. And then I, the second problem I have is I was raised by a mother that believed everything could be repurposed or reused. You empty the mayonnaise jar, you clean it because something can go in the jar. Okay, I don't keep my mayonnaise jars. But I keep a lot of, we, we go through a lot of nuts. We buy the big thing of, you know, different kinds of nuts. And man, those are just cute little things. And maybe someday I could paint over the label and that could just, yeah, I just have to throw it in the trash, you know? My mama, every shirt you threw out, you cut the buttons off. Anybody still do that? Yeah, you cut them buttons off. I used to get in trouble if I threw something in the trash that had buttons on it, right? So that was, that's the second problem is like, I've got things that I've never used, but I could, I could. And I don't know how, but it's there in case, right? And women don't, I mean, men don't come at us women because I know your shops are the same way. Every screw, every piece of wire, every string, right? Every piece of drop wood, every, I know we all have this issue. However, I also know, in order to make a real organizational change in my house, I have to let go of some things. I have to learn to let go. To make a change in our life, there will be things we have to let go of. Sometimes that's a a very easy, you know, external kind of something to let go of when we're talking about God working on us. But sometimes it's attitude. Sometimes it's, it's our way of doing something. My way or the highway, right, mamas? (laughs) Sometimes it's, it's hard to let go of things. And so we're talking today, we, we want to hold on to the good. But Paul knew to be content in circumstances that he was in, he had to let go of some things. I mean, let's just think where Paul is. He is being imprisoned, and and guess what? He hadn't done anything. Remember that? He just appealed to go to Caesar. Like Felix would have released him. Do you remember this? That he would have released him had he not appealed to go to Caesar. And he had to let go of how he thought things would go, for one. Sometimes we have to let go of the bitterness because it didn't go the way we wanted it to. Proverbs 16.9 tells us we can make our plans, 
but the Lord determines our steps. Hmm. Now, this doesn't tell us not to make plans, by the way. It's just a reminder that you can write whatever you want in that little planner book or on your calendar, but, man, God can change things at the last minute for us. You know, this time last year, I mean, we, we're, we've been figuring out what are plans. I don't even know what a plan is anymore, right? Because this time last year, we were clinging to hope of 2021 would be the end of the pandemic. Like, by the end of 2021, like, we're going to be through this thing. And although we're much better off than we were this time of year, even though we're seeing some rise right now, we know how to deal with it. We, we, we understand what we're dealing with now. So I feel like we're in a much better place, but, but the pandemic isn't over. The repercussions of it are still not over. Like our economy and things that are just going on externally. I'm not even just talking about the, the virus, but things that it has affected. We're still dealing with it. You know, 2020 taught us it was okay not to make plans. Remember? Like, we, we kind of came to a contentment of, okay, like, we're, we're, we're just, like, chilling out, right? We're just going to have a simple Christmas right at home and not do a bunch of things. We were okay with that. We learned to kind of roll with it. That was our theme, roll with whatever happens. And then 2021 taught us that when we make plans, we still may have to let go of them. How many of you can relate that somewhere in the fall, we kind of hit this wall where we felt weary? We were just tired. We were tired of trying to figure out life. We were tired of trying to figure out, can I go do this? Can I not do this? Is it, can my family come? Can they not? We were just tired. We were over it. I, I remember at the pastor's forum in October, um, the message was about hope, but it felt like so many pastors had hit this wall of weariness. I know teachers are that way. Like, y'all are just like, can we just not have to overthink everything? That's what it really is. We, we have to overthink everything. And maybe it's just me. Maybe it's because I'm a pastor and I think on a different level. I think of further down the line. You know, even today I thought, okay, we've all done Christmas. Like, are we good? So I'm online. I'm checking Polk County. Okay, cases are still good. We're, we're, we're good in this area. That's how this pastor's thinking. I'm always checking the extra to make sure I'm keeping you safe. And so at Pastors Forum, there were so many of us that we, we felt like we were just hanging on by a thread. Like, and, and I, I tell you, it's been really harder for some of our older pastors who were just like, just keep going, just forget this online stuff, right? And then they are coming to the realization, this is our reality right now. Like, this is, this is really reality. How do we do that? And then we began to cling on to Galatians 6, 9. Again, Paul says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. Hold on to the good. Let's not get tired because at just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Church, I don't know where you are this morning. I don't know what 2021 has exactly been for each of you. But I know what it is to get tired. I know what it is to get tired and not want to have to think about another big thing. 
I know what it is to, to feel like, God, are, are you not listening? Are you, you know, are you not showing up? Hang on to the good. Because Paul promised at just the right time, guess what? Not our timing, but God's timing. We're going to reap a harvest of blessing. The pandemic aside, forget the pandemic. Life is just hard. Like even if we didn't talk about a stinking virus, we still would have lost loved ones in the past year. Things still would have been hard. Jobs still change. People still make wrong decisions that causes consequences. Life is still hard. It still beats us up. It would still make us tired. Because I can tell you stories I have where I've still reached that point of exhaustion and just weariness, and it had nothing to do with COVID-19. Do you remember that? Before COVID-19, life still got hard. And it still makes us bitter. So my question today then, for those of us here, for those of us online, what are the things that you need to let go of to be able to move forward? Maybe that's bitterness and anger. Maybe that's um, control. Oh, that's a big one. That's a hard one for me. I like to control things. Not because I I just am overbearing. It's just how my brain works. Like, it's easier for me to do it than to let somebody else do it, right? It's faster. And sometimes we have to just let go. Sometimes we have to let go of, this was my plan, Lord. You know, I never planned to come to Wicks, Arkansas. And about five years in, I had to let go and realize God had planted us in Wicks, Arkansas. But it took that long for me to release what I thought I wanted to see happen. So maybe that's something you need to let go of. Because the next thing that Selena talked to us about was moving forward. Oh, amen, hallelujah, that's what we want to hear. How do you move forward? And I want to tell you my hope for each of you this year, in this new coming year, is that we'll learn to move forward and grow in our faith in the Lord. Each of us. Each of us. Look again at Philippians, what Paul wrote. Verse 6. He said, I am certain that God who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I know when we celebrate Christmas, we we like to think of baby Jesus in the cute little manger. (laughs) The other night when we were sitting in live nativity, we're sitting there enjoying it and Pastor wasn't in the best frame of mind because I've had sinus infection this week. I've had ear infection this week. You know, it's just been a yucky week for me. And I I played Mary, which I never played just because I said I'm sitting on this hay bale and I'm not moving. Um, because I, I my balance, the ear infection had my balance all crazy this week, you know. So I'm sitting in the manger and everybody, we're having our little party. We always have music while we're out there and, and in between cars and stuff. But I'm sitting there going, you know... This ain't how it happened. Y'all know that, right? Like, 
wise men, y'all ain't even here, so quit bothering me, Alex, go away, like, you, you're supposed to be down the road somewhere, and, and, you know, then I'm looking, Emily's saying, hey, where's baby Jesus, so then we got on the conversation about baby Jesus, which we forgot, by the way, that's bad when you go to the, the, the manger and forget baby Jesus, but um, I was like, you know, it wasn't in this wooden thing, by the way, it was a piece of stone, it was, you know, it was rock that he was actually laid in, and and, you know, then Dalton said something about something stinking. And I said, hey, that one's accurate because, like, we're, you know, we're in the stable and it probably stank a little bit in there. And then I was like, but it really wasn't a barn. Y'all know that. Like, we were, it would have been more of a cave. You know, and they was like, did we get anything right out here? And I was like, nope, because we forgot baby Jesus. So we don't even have that tonight. She texts me, where's baby Jesus? I said, um, he's being swaddled. That's where he is, right? So, but do you understand? We, we, we celebrate, we get focused, I think, too much on the baby Jesus, but we've been going through Advent and we're looking to the second coming of Jesus Christ. We're looking for the Lord to come back. Are we ready for that, though? But I'm thankful because Paul says that God began a good work in you and I. And it continues. See, as long as we got breath, the work continues in us. And it's going to continue until it's finished when Christ comes back. Or if we don't see that first, when we die. It's going to continue. From the moment that you receive salvation... The moment you came to know Jesus Christ, the Spirit has been inside you trying to work in you. I put that in there, trying, because sometimes we get in the way. Because of those things we don't let go of. My way. I want to do it my way, Lord. But the Spirit has been working. But, you know, life continues to happen around us, to us. Let's be honest, sometimes it's not our fault of what's happening to us, the circumstances around us. It's the decisions other people are making. But we're still living in the middle of it. Church, hold on to the fact that your salvation is a free gift that cannot be taken away because of how life is treating us. Hold on to the fact that sanctification is the process of the Spirit working in you. And Paul says, and it continues. In other words, you can tell me when you came to the altar and I accepted Jesus Christ and I was, you know, 14 years old, and it, it's not a one-and-done thing. That was just the beginning, just so you know. It wasn't the end process. It was the beginning process because now the Spirit is working in you. And Paul tells us here he's going to continue that work in you. So hold on to the good things, but let go of the lies and the negative things in your life that are holding you back. And as I was writing this down, the thing that I thought of, so many people have heard this here lately, and I think it's because the holidays bring out the best in us. And I've heard people say, well, I'm just not a patient person. Like, that's not how God created me to be. That's a lie. Because maybe that's who you are. But when you know Jesus Christ, you now have the Holy Spirit living in you. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience. So it's not you that has the patience, it's the Spirit working in you. But that only happens when we let go of who we are. 
to let God work through us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. Yeah, I could tell all teens or teen leaders back there, they did my little song. Again, let me remind you, my hope for each of us in this new coming year is that we'll learn to move forward and grow in the Lord. Here's the raw truth. I know we all want to see the church grow and move forward, right? But it's not about getting back to programs and what we used to do. Real growth only happens in a church when each of us begin to grow in our faith and move forward. Because as our faith matures, we then become active members in the kingdom. And until you mature, until you grow in your faith, you come on Sunday, you sit and say, feed me, pastor. Okay, here, Pat, here's your feeding this morning. You know, let me, don't drop it. Okay, she won't even eat, see? But when we begin to mature, you go home and you begin to feed yourself. You're reading your Bible. You're picking up devotions. And you're growing in the Lord. And then when that happens, I don't have to tell you to go love on people. You just do it. Do you understand? And then somebody says, wow, Kathy, you're so loving. I just, I just want to come hang out with you on Sunday. Like, obviously, your church is doing something, you know. Maybe you gave away a, a, a giving plate this, this year that we had. That's how church grows because of what you're doing. Not because we run a van on Wednesday night. Those are great things. But I don't read about those things in my Bible. I read about Peter preaching the gospel and 3,000 coming to know the Lord. And then they went home and they began to share it and the church grew. And it wasn't VBS and it wasn't Wednesday night. And they, they just did life together. That's moving forward and growing in the faith. And I want to give you four statements as we close today. I know you're like, whoa, what? No, listen to me. These were four things Selena gave us that this is really what has lived rent-free in my mind. How you work through holding on, letting go, and moving forward. And these statements work for everything, not just analyzing our year. Maybe you're going through something really bad right now. Maybe grief is just taking up too much space. Everybody works through grief. Don't sit down in the middle of it and stop living. Here's the statements. Think about this, and if you take notes, write it down. What was? I want you to think about what was. Now, maybe that's before COVID in 2020. What was? Maybe that's January 2021. We flipped over and our hope, man, we had all these big dreams for 2021 uh, in our personal life, in our jobs, in our church. What was? During the holidays, we, we grieve and miss our loved ones. What was life like when they were still here? Think on that just a moment. I know I did. How, how, Mom used to do Christmas. You know, we, we all went through those kind of things. What was? Second thing I want you to think about, what is? In other words, right now. Right now, what's the realistic view of life that you're living? 
So no matter what your thoughts are on COVID or the vaccinations, etc., the truth is it's still here. Like I, I know families that are still dealing with loved ones with it. And no matter what your, your thoughts and opinions, please don't be callous in saying it's not a big deal because there's too many of us that have lost loved ones. That, that funeral I found in my Bible, that's Ann Fitz. It's real. So what is? The reality of grief is it hurts. It's hard. And it tends to dull our holidays sometimes, especially when it's a fresh grief. What is? What is life like for you right now? The next statement Selena gave us, what could have been? You're like, well, my mama told me never to dwell on this too long. No, but here's the deal. Selena really stressed to us pastors the importance of this step because allow yourself just for a time. And sometimes, you know, I've told people I've given this um, idea to them. Set you a timer if you have to so that you don't ruin your whole day. Allow yourself 10 minutes to think on this. What could have been and then grieve what you know you lost because of it. Now, as a pastor, I think about um, what it felt like. You know, February 2020, we're just hearing about this thing going on in the world, and it really wasn't touching us yet. And, and guess what? Our church at that moment, whether you remember or not, we were growing. Like almost weekly, our attendance was growing. Our Wednesday night was growing. Everything looked good, right? And so sometimes I think what could have been when I look back at where we was, and I know today's an off day, it's Christmas holiday weekend, but our average back then, we if, if everybody showed up, we had 88 people showing up on a Sunday. So we were averaging 75 to 88 people on a Sunday every week and growing. I'm lucky if we hit 40 to 45 right now on an average. Now, if everybody showed up, maybe we have about 50-something people. And so I, I grieve what could have been. Lord, uh, release us. That's what I'm thinking. I think of friends and family that should have been here to celebrate holidays. What could have been? I think of even small steps, things that we had planned in 2021. We made actual plans and at the very last minute would have to say, hmm, VBS, we planned. We were putting it together and at the last minute said, it's not the wisest thing to do. What could have been? And then finally, ask this question. What will be? So 2022, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Any Swifties in here? I know I got one sitting right there. There you go. That one's living in my head. 2022, maybe for you, there's hopes and dreams. Maybe for you, your life is at a point that you can't even look that far down the road. Maybe you're just looking this week. What will be? When we allow ourselves to grieve what could have been, it allows us to let go because we begin to recognize, I got to let it go because it's not going to happen. 
That's not what it looks like anymore. But when we let go, then we can move forward. What will be? This is where we surrender our today and our tomorrows and we say, God, what will be? How can we do this? We make plans, remembering that the Lord orders our steps. What will be? Again, my prayer and hope for 2022 goes back to verse 6. I'm certain, I am certain that God started something in you, church, and he's not finished. That he's still working in each and every one of us. And it's not going to be finished till he comes back. I am certain he's not done with this church body. Why? Because you're still sitting here in these chairs. I am certain. So I want you to go home today. What was? What is? What could have been? What will be? Stand with me this morning. Today the the altars are open. Maybe there's things that you need to come let go of. Things that you thought was going to happen this year that just didn't and that's okay. Because I trust God has a bigger plan. I trust God is still in control. So what are you holding on to that's good? What are you letting go of? In Hebrews, I read this morning, I think it was in chapter 12 for today's reading, where Paul, the the writer, tells us in there to let go of the things that hinder us, that weighs us down, that keeps us from running the race that Jesus Christ has for us. What do you need to let go of this morning? Dear Heavenly Father, we come today, and I know that we carry so much. Lord, sometimes we feel like maybe what we are carrying, it's too small for you to worry about. But God, I know that you are worried about every detail of our life, because you tell us to come and pray about everything, God, but... You ask us to do that by releasing to you that it's okay, Lord, if I don't know the answers, it's okay. Because you're still in control. It's okay, Lord, that sometimes things really do fall apart. Because it's in the mess of falling apart that sometimes you pick your people up and you put their feet on solid ground. God, sometimes I'm hindering you and I'm so sorry because I'm trying to keep everything going. I'm trying to work it. I'm trying to to fix it, Lord. I'm trying to give you all the answers. And you're just asking me to let go, child. Let go. Because I have some things I need to fix in here that I can't do until you let go. Hmm. Lord, I know sometimes we get stuck in grief. And it's okay, grief is a natural process. But God, there's joy in the morning. Even in the monks letting go of our loved ones. Why? Because we're still here and you want us to continue to live, to continue to allow you to work through us. So God, may we let go of the the hurt while we hold on to the good, the memories and the thankfulness that we had that time with our loved ones. 
And that, God, we know that if they know Jesus as their Savior, we know exactly where they are and we'll see them again. And that should give us joy. God, there's some in here that they have some unspoken things that they haven't shared. Maybe someone online that there's things they're letting go of right now. Turning over the outcome to you, Lord. And as Paul's life is a remembrance for us today, Lord, life is just hard. And there may be some times that we are in the middle of the hard times, but we can still have contentment because life cannot take away our salvation. Life cannot take away our sanctification. And God, we just hand that over to you today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let me read over you while they continue to pray the rest of what Paul wrote here in verse 9. Here is my, my parting words for you today. I pray that your love will overflow more and more. And that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. Amen. Church family, go have a wonderful day continuing to celebrate with family and friends and go be a blessing to someone today. Have a great day. Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved.